I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. My goodness. My, my goodness. What an episode. It's time for the Almost Famous Podcast. We are here breaking down the Golden Bachelor. Ashley and myself are so prepared, so ready. We also have a really special guest today. Uh, We have Cherie coming on. Cherie is incredibly accomplished. She has uh, led a city. She has been awarded uh, Miss Senior World. I mean, we have a guest, a rock star, really, in our midst. And we cannot wait to talk to her about her thoughts on the Fantasy Suite Week. But before we bring her on, Ashley and myself have our thoughts. Ashley, uh, what? okay, to me, this episode was one I was gripped by, I was into. And here's what I love, Ashley. Here's what I love. The drama you love. Yeah. of this episode was not people necessarily being intentionally mean to somebody else. <laughs> no roast in this episode? No roast. The drama is in the emotion, and I love it. Yeah, seriously. If you guys don't know, Ben had a huge issue with the roast that happened during the Bachelor in Paradise episode. We talk about it 
during our Bachelor in Paradise recap episode. Uh, yeah, you're right. This is like some, this is some good love drama. Uh, I don't know. Like, what is my, what's my, my takeaway from this? The overall, this episode made me like Teresa more, saw her more as an intend contender. And, um, I still feel more physical chemistry though with Gary and Leslie. Okay. A couple, uh, rapid fire questions kind of out of the blue to get this thing started. One, uh, would be, do you see any of these last two women potentially being the next golden bachelorette? If we were to have one, I still think that if there's a golden bachelorette, it's going to be faith. Okay. I feel like everybody was rooting for faith. I mean, I think it was just such a shocker that she'd be the bachelorette. So you don't think any of these two uh, women will be the next bachelorette. Uh, Ashley, do you think the, the way that Gary handled the fantasy sweet week was, uh, I've never really heard. I mean, there, there's not at least in recent memory, Juan Pablo obviously said something during <laughs> fantasy suites that really threw him off. Do you just feel like he handled this like most leads do, or was there an element different to you? Well, that's a good question. I actually think that like a lot of leads handle it well. So yeah. I think he probably handled it even better than most leads just because he has just the life experience. But as we'll talk about when we get on the phone with Cherie, I do, I do think that he may have led the ladies on a bit too much. So... My my final kind of random question for you. Did this episode live up to everything you were hoping for when it comes to Fantasy Suites and The Golden Bachelor? It really, it did. It did. Okay. Let's dive into it now. We start I wish, out that... I wish I could elaborate. Did it live up for you? Because you're the one you know that's been, you know, the biggest fan of the show. Not to say that I'm not, but... Uh, I think it did. I mean, I, I, I for me, what I wanted to see in this episode was... Uh, them taking the time to explore their relationship without cameras. I don't know how it spits them out yet. So I can't really say because there's a lot of things left unsaid when it comes to kind of the breakdown of the two evenings. They both seem great. They both seem fine, but they always, uh, uh, you know, if they go reasonably well, they seem fine and great. And you still really don't know what's going on in Gary's head or really the women's head. I think, we saw the dynamics of both women coming into this very excited. And I think we saw Gary getting very overwhelmed, probably more overwhelmed than the show sh uh, show showed. I think Gary was um, a mess of emotions and I think a mess of exhaustion. Honestly, fantasy suits week is tiring. Uh, no matter what you're doing behind closed doors, you're up late. You're not sleeping much. You're talking as much as you can um, because obviously even if you are, you know, entering into intercourse, it ain't taking six hours. It, you have a lot of time to talk. <laughs> yes. Um, there is one other thing I'd like to mention. The two storylines are so separate with the women. You have one woman who's never even felt like she's had like a great love, never been able to comfortably say, I want to spend the rest, or I will be spending my, the rest of my life with you. And then there's another woman who is more in his boat where she's a widow and she may have never expected another love again. Do you find one more compelling than the other? 
do 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 you find that their backgrounds play a play a role in who he's going to pick? I don't know if it plays a role in who he's going to pick because I think you have very two two very different dynamics. Um, if he wants to be Leslie's first real love, then that's something that would be maybe intriguing to him. If he wants to have a partner who understands what it's like to love again, then he would, you know, pick Teresa. I think it just makes the women who they are in a lot of ways. Like you see kind of their behaviors, their, their characteristics, their personalities shine through their life experiences. And I do, I mean, one of the reasons why I've been so much in the Teresa camp since the beginning, and this doesn't take away from Leslie's abilities, it's just life experience, is Teresa will have a, a built-in empathy that Leslie cannot have because she has not experienced loss. Teresa will be able to understand what it's like maybe on a random day when Gary starts crying because it's the anniversary of his late wife and it's just filling him up and she still loves him and she will sit beside him in that because she gets it too. Yeah. And so, you know, I think for Teresa, there is maybe uh, an emotional uh, connection. And I think for Leslie, it's always been not only emotional connection, I think they get along great. Um, and I think they they care about each other a ton. But it's also been a very physical connection. Leslie has always been our sex panther. She's always been sexy. She's <laughs> yeah. always been very like, kind of forward. And, and she's, so it's just two different women. And now it's what does he want for this next stage of his life? Mm-hmm. Here are the two moments that are a little bit, that confuse us as to who he's going to pick. He tells, he tells Leslie Trista told me something. He, she said, you have to find the woman who you can't live without, not the one you can live with. And then he says, I think you're that one. I have to have coffee with you every morning. And I have to have you when I go to bed at night. Like That is huge. If that's how he feels towards Leslie and what he says to her on the first date of the week, why would he go and say, I love you to Teresa in the fantasy suite? Does he change his mind in his fantasy suite with Teresa? That's the big question. Because I think leading into this episode, it's quite it seems quite obvious that Leslie's the front runner. But then it changes. I think there's a little bit of uh, understanding of where Gary's at. And I know from our perspective, it seems like he's leading him on. And in a sense, he is. And I'm sure he's not exactly sitting watching this being like, I'm so glad I did this to both of them. Because one of these women are, is going to end up being hurt. However, um, this, you know, based on my experience on the show, this is a part that's always very interesting to me because what I think Gary's doing is being as authentic as he knows how to based on his previous life experience. Typically, when you care about somebody and they're you're sharing that. With, yeah, well, yeah. You're, when, you, when they share with you, hey, I love you. The responses are really, you know, if you feel the same way, it's really hard to be like, that sounds great. No, you respond with a, I love you too. And I think also there's an element here where for Gary, especially, and I can't necessarily relate with this. He's overwhelmed with a feeling that he has not been used to in many, many years. He has two women that I generally think he cares about that. He, that I generally think he could see the rest of his life with. And as a result, 
he doesn't know how to navigate it. He, he There's no roadmap, as he said, to how to do this well or what to say and not to say. You just get thrown in it. And so I watch this and I say, Gary is a, is a mess. And I like it. For television purposes, I love it. I think he's in it. I think he's doing it. I think he's involved in it. I think he's feeling everything he can possibly feel. From a real life perspective, I think it's going to be really painful for Gary and the last two women. Uh, both of them, honestly. I think one woman who he chooses is going to have a lot of stuff to have to figure out. I do think Teresa would be more prepared to kind of navigate that with him than Leslie would. Um, but however, both women are going to be hurt because they're going to have to watch Gary say this on national television. And then at the same time, one of them is going to be going home and she's going to be confused to why she's going home when Gary said, this could be the next first morning of the rest of my life. And hey, I think you're the one that I can't live without. So both women now have a, a verbal confirmation from Gary that is not just, I care about you and I love you. It is after this, I see my life with you. I know. So one of the things I want to talk about, Ashley, about this uh, scenario is I did feel and Jessica did feel that there was a disconnect between Leslie and Gary more than Teresa and Gary the next morning. It felt okay. like the, um, the closeness of their relationship going into that night. Like I was watching this going, there is zero chance he's not choosing Leslie. Okay. Um, in fact, Jessica says, are you going to be sad when he chooses Leslie? And I said, no, I like Leslie. I just always thought it was going to be Teresa because I was so convinced. Like what in the world's happening here? Um, but the next morning, Jessica looked at me and she actually said at first, she said, hey, Gary seems distant. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, uh, after a good old, you know, friend, little Wayne, once you do it, you come to your senses a little bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ben, wait, really? I I thought maybe he just had the like next morning kind of like hangover where like his mind is swirling. He's like, wait, I don't know what I just did. I haven't done this in a while. It was so great. And now like I'm I'm getting some clarity like that is that is a thing. Um it, it is a thing. However, because, like you think like, like, oh, oh my gosh, like the excite because she, like you said, she's kind of like the sex panther once like the sex was had and that was out of his system. Then things clarified whether or not it's like an emotional and mental match. Yeah, I do. Gotcha. Do you agree? Disagree? I have to, before making comment, rewatch the morning scene to see if it's if I really truly feel like it's that distant. Uh, we felt distance. I'll say that. So that was my I perspective bet. is I felt That's distance the next morning. So interesting. It's a thing, Ashley. It's a thing. It's a good, it's a good teller of when you found the right one. Because when you find the right one, you know, you high five and you're like, let's try it again tomorrow uh, or tonight or in two hours. Uh, this like, was awesome. Let's go make one, breakfast. You're like, oh, that's out, it's great, but it's out of my system. Yeah. Oh no, I don't know if I can do this again. Because the lead up is so is the most fun part, right? Exactly. I, I it's 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 a thing. I, I can't say it was the thing that caused it. It's a theory that I'm placing on that next morning. Um, 
is this a guy thing or a girl thing too? Or do you, do you think I it's I can't predominantly a guy thing? I know, you, I know. I don't even know why I asked you that because Jess and I are obviously in a situation where we can't really answer it either as we were not really so sexually experienced. Um, I would imagine it's both. I would imagine there is that, uh, you know, I'd imagine it's an element for both. Um, and, you know, I know from my, like from being a, a, a man, uh, it is, you know, a thing. Uh, I don't know from a woman's perspective it, if it is a thing or not, but I would imagine it is in some, maybe some different way, or you'd explain it some different way. Um, Little Wayne has a, a, a saying in one of his songs uh, that explains it pretty well. Um, so I don't know, Ash, I, okay. I felt it. We'll see. It's a theory, but, but we should see if uh, maybe Cherie uh, feels the same way. I want to ask her uh, because Obviously, she is in the age group that would be on the show. She would yeah. maybe understand a little more, and she's maybe reading into things that you and I wouldn't be yeah. based on our you know, lack of life experience. Uh, so let's bring her on now. We'll dive into the episode. We'll dive into what we think's next. We'll dive into who she thinks you know Gary's going to end up with. Sheree. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
a lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're very lucky again this week to have a very special person on here breaking down kind of their opinions and their thoughts. On the Golden Bachelor, we have Cherie this week. Cherie, can you explain to our audience how we know you? How do we come in contact with you? Why are we so lucky to have you on our podcast? Hi, I'm from beautiful Port Angeles, Washington, former mayor, former Miss Senior USA and Miss Senior Washington World. And um, I'm just a lady who loves adventure, who loves romance and absolutely adore Gary from the Golden Bachelor. So I'm really happy to talk you first of all you are from twilight zone like literally the yes. twilight capital of the world i'm so jealous i, I want to take a trip there one day please come we'll roll out the red carpet i was the mayor of twilight when i was mayor during the twilight um series i'm a big fan i actually i'm team edward i want you to know Same. of course of course as all people really should be no offense to our friend and sweet sweet man taylor lautner we love Taylor, but you know, when a guy sparkles, <laughs> it just makes your heart throb. What can I say? Goodness gracious. All right. We have so, okay. Before we get into the Golden Bachelor, <laughs> you were the mayor for how many years? Port Angeles, Washington. I served on the city council for 12 years. I, I'm the only woman ever to serve three consecutive terms and I turned out. So now I'm doing fun things. Um, I'm still volunteering in my community because that's the heart of our community is volunteers. But I, I modeled in New York Fashion Week in September. I'm in three fashion magazines. 
I'm, I'm, and I'm watching the Golden Bachelor, and I'm talking to you, which is the highlight of my year. You must know that. You oh, please. Know. You have way too much going on for this <sighs> to be a highlight. And you were, so you were Miss Senior Washington? You, well, I yes, Senior World uh, Washington. Senior World? Yes, because <sighs> you know what? Uh, life doesn't need to stop or change because I'm breaking barriers for for women of all ages, because if you didn't know how old you were, what would you do? What what would your goals be? And so we're just ignoring that, and we're working on attitude, energy, experience, and and just really looking for opportunities for women of all ages. Oh, you're 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 inspiring. Now, what's your relationship status? Um, I, I'm married to my nearly perfect husband, Sweet Bob, and he supports me, and I'm very grateful. He's the first man in my life who supports and encourages me and doesn't feel threatened. In fact, my, my name, um, Sherry Kidd, is, he proposed to me, and his, he has a lovely Norwegian name, and I said, I love your name, but I have 300 yard signs that say kid for counsel and I can't change now so I kept my maiden name and he he's just got a great sense of humor and it's it's a good partnership so I'm lucky yeah how many years so married long, yeah 17 years and he's a former marine so um politically he's not always diplomatic but he I call him my nearly perfect husband he Aww. is nearly perfect well I mean there's so much you've just said at the beginning of this that I cannot wait to talk to you about when it comes to the Golden Bachelor. So before we get into kind of breaking down this episode specifically, yes, and there's some big topics, Sherry. I, yeah. Sherry, I, I hope you're, if you're uncomfortable speaking about physical intimacy, fantasy suites, uh, the admissions of love, then let us know and we'll just bypass it. But there are some really interesting things I'd love to get your opinion on. But before we get into that, I I really am interested in your overall thoughts on the Golden Bachelor. So, as a has the yeah. season how is coming to an end, and it's been uh, a whole new project, obviously for the Bachelor franchise. Uh, we've seen things uh, happen on the show and stories told that we've never seen before. Would you, I guess, say that this show is breaking barriers in the way that you hoped it would? Actually, they took a big chance on doing the Golden Bachelor. It was either going to be a hit or a flop, and it's a hit. And so I, I commend, um, I really commend the people who found Gary because he's really the total package of of women who are older than you know the twenty year olds are looking for one thing. Um, the ladies who are experienced and more mature looking for something else and to me Gary's the total package he retired at 55 so financially yeah. he's able he has a loving family he had one marriage and and for 43 years and let me tell you his wife trained him well there whoever the, the lucky lady gets him he's he's well trained he's domesticated and he's ready <laughs> to settle down and be a good husband he looks yeah. good pickleball is the most fastest growing sport for seniors in the world and it's fun and social um he, he that's the first i've watched the bachelor since 
the first season, okay? And this is the first bachelor who cries when someone doesn't get a rose. He cries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so sweet. He's so sweet. He's a great communicator, too. He he has emotions. He has feelings. He has humor. And he appears to be a good kisser, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, um, you know. So it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch. In fact, um, from the beginning, I I put my money on Faith. She just came out with so did I. You know, tossed her hair, and she just she's a doll. So um, she got the first rose, and she really made him weak in the knees the first night that she sang to him. So that she kind of started off really strong. Um, I didn't see Teresa coming. It's kind of like a horse race. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Teresa came from the back and she just kept moving up, kept moving up, kept moving up. So um, I've, I've been amazed at Teresa's progress, too. So he's down to two two interesting ladies, two wonderful ladies. And um, so it was fun last night. It was a fun episode to watch. It was very, very interesting in many ways. What is your takeaway from just last night's episode? Like, what do you leave thinking was going to happen next week? Well, so last night was fantasy suites. Yeah. Gary, Gary is a widow. He hasn't been involved in a romantic relationship for a long time. My first thought was they had him back to back in consecutive nights with fantasy suites and didn't give him a breather. I think he probably needed a breather because he was, because he, he spent the night with, Leslie and um, he went into it. They had a nice date and they rappelled down this cliff, which frankly was it would be very frightening to any of us if you're not someone who does that normally. I mean, you look yeah. down and it looks like you're going into the depths of the earth. Yeah. And and she was scared. I was scared watching it. And if you had roped me up, I would have, you know, that's that's to me, was that a game changer? Do you say Nice to know you, Gary. I'm out of here. Or, okay, let's do this. She sucked it up. She did it. And, you know, points for Leslie for actually repelling down that scary cliff. Um, and then he went on to say, well, she, she's got rose-colored glasses. She, she hasn't asked me any hard questions. And I think that's important. If you're talking about not a TV show, not a dating situation you're talking about marriage you need to ask the hard questions and so they start getting into that um what's interesting is he says easily to leslie i love you he doesn't do that to teresa he never has and on the you know on the home dates on the home dates leslie's family said are you in love he said yes big smile teresa's just didn't get it out. So so I've been paying attention to that. And then, but he had such a lovely overnight with Leslie that he was just in, he was glowing. He was in that, he was in it with Leslie. And too soon, here's Teresa riding horses. And he's still overwhelmed with his romantic night with Leslie. Mm-hmm which really 
put him in a place where how, how do you switch gears like that so fast? He couldn't. I wonder. I and, wonder what it'd have been like if he if they switched and if Teresa went first. Well, let me tell you. Um, Teresa realized he was quiet, and she realized he'd had had an opportunity to be with Leslie. So this is the first time I was impressed with Teresa. The girl brought it. She realized he was quiet and she was following someone else who was amazing. So Teresa started selling. I mean, she brought it. She said, she said, oh, I know you're thinking about, you know, her, but let's, you must still be kind of quiet. So, so let's talk about our future. Let's talk about being together. Let's talk about holidays together. Teresa, who never impressed me as being that aggressive, the girl just absolutely came out. So he didn't know anything about her career. Boom. She showed a whole different side of herself yesterday. I, yeah. I look at her differently now after she talked about her career as well. So she was far more accomplished than anyone realized. Um, she had come across early in the season, frankly, even a little naive. I mean, you know, with the thing with Kathy and, and she just seemed a little naive. Yeah. But boom, she comes across as a strong, capable woman. And it's like, whoa. And then she's yeah. talking about their future together and their their bond. And, and uh, I was like, who is this woman? She's just... And then in the morning, he said, this is the first day of the rest of my life. That was huge. So I yeah. think Teresa did well. Teresa definitely did well. And I want to just clarify that, like, love homemakers. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. I just liked the way her demeanor changed when she talked about her business. Yeah, I do, too. Mm -hmm. I do too. She came across as very capable, very intelligent. She came across as a woman, woman who gets it done and mm -hmm. who can take her situation and improve herself and do what she needs to do. But she kept referring back to Gary and the, the way they could do things together. Now, Leslie, the beautiful girl from Minneapolis, he said, you know, are you going, well, let's talk about our life together. Where, where are we going to be? Where are we going to live? I mean, if we're married, this is, this is a hard question. Leslie cannot leave Minneapolis permanently. And she said, we'll figure it out. Well, honey, you better figure it out before the ring goes on. He liked that they would figure it out together. That's said, he said, that's what he wanted to hear. Yeah, he did. He liked that. But if you're looking at situations, those things you need to know because she is so established in Minneapolis with her family. That's something they, they need to work out before the wedding because those kind of things are um, stressors on a relationship. So, so I thought, yeah. So anyway, I, last night I totally flipped on Teresa with her ability and and her, her selling herself and they obviously had she obviously got rid of the ghost of leslie in the fantasy suite i do you know the girl brought it that's all i can say you know there's a, a few things uh that i want to touch on with you sure. uh you know this show has been breaking barriers uh 
And and maybe I would say as much as breaking barriers, illuminating uh, truths to life that I think we have either uh, forgotten, we've made taboo, we don't want to think about. But this episode was very much focused, as we would imagine, on physical intimacy. Jesse and Gary sit down and they have this this talk about what is expected. And Gary is fairly... Uh, up front with he is willing, able, and wanting to be intimate in whatever way uh, both parties kind of feel comfortable with, right? Uh, and it's it's uh, something different. You know, I haven't seen people uh, make out uh, in their 60s and 70s really in my life. I think it's actually really beautiful. My parents are very physically, uh, you know, open with, with me as I grew up. Uh, it was never a secret that they loved each other, that they were attracted to each other. I found it to be a very beautiful thing in our household, and I never doubted that they were still attracted to each other. However, I haven't lived in my household for 15 years, and so I don't see that as much anymore, right? Um, and so I just want to kind of ask you the broad question, when it comes to people in their 60s and 70s being physically intimate, uh, what do you think was going through the woman's mind uh, on this show as they were entering into the fantasy suites? What do you think was going on in Gary's mind? you know, kind of what, how important is it still? Uh, just maybe cl- clarify some of the things that we didn't get through the conversation with Jesse and Gary that I think would be really helpful for listeners to understand. I think Gary approached it very well. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful part of a relationship. It's a wonderful part of your life. It's a wonderful part with, um, with your partner and your sweetheart and your forever love. And Gary wants that. He's looking forward to that. And it seems to me, I mean, didn't Teresa kiss him on the first date? I don't know. But I mean, the first date, he promised his grandkids no kissing on the first date. Well, there were several ladies who puckered up and grabbed him really quick. So um, Gary's not averse to kissing. He likes he likes uh, the physical um, closeness of hugging and and he's he's just been very very touchy feely though you know hugging his ladies and the whole season and he came down to intimacy and I like the way he explained it um, we don't rush into it it's 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 emotional we savor it we take it slow and gentle and savor it well I was kind of I have to tell you I was getting weak in the knees when he was describing that. Mm, I think he was just setting it up for a romantic evening with the two of them. And I think that was very important to, to both the ladies and to him that they, they get close and have that time together. And frankly, um, they're still young to have intimacy, to have fun, but, that's an important part of marriage. It should be. And frankly, Gary's at a great age to still enjoy intimacy with his sweetheart. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So Gary said something like, I don't give a crap what you guys are thinking out there. Like we're going to, we're keeping this private, right? But sorry, Gary, 
we're a podcast and we have to talk about things like this. Do we think that he had sex with both of them or one of them or none of them? Let's well, just say it. You know, you sign up for the Golden Bachelor. You have the fantasy suites. It's on TV. They close the lights out. They turn the lights off, but do not disturb. And next morning, they're grinning from ear to ear. Uh, yeah. Know. I'm not so sold. I'm not 100% sold because of his little spiel where he said, like, we can take it slow and stuff. I'm wondering if in his head he's like, Oh, let me just wait till I pick my final one. I'd rather just wait till there's one lady left. This is just what I'm thinking. And I think that he felt so connected to them through conversation in the in the fantasy suite. And he did say that, like, wow, like people at home assume that it's all about sex. But actually, it's so special to have that private time that I think that they could have just been smiling from the great connection that they developed in the room. Absolutely. Like he said, nobody's business. It's our night together. There's no cameras. We can talk about everything. We can be together. We can struggle. We can talk. We can kiss on it. You know, it's our night together, our private time. And we need that yeah, because there were no cameras. So that takes the relationship really an important step further. Whether or not they were intimate, they were close. And it was, it was, it was good. They were all happy. They all, everybody was happy about the overnights together. So sorry, Gary. Um, we're speculating. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Gary. I, I think you had fun. Okay. Yeah. Ben? I mean, and I would, and I would say too, it, you know, for, for anybody, intimacy means a lot of different things. I mean, as long as they're intimate yeah. and, and the fantasy suites did what it was supposed to do, which bring, brings them together and allows them the space. Um, I think it's, you know, uh, it was a really, uh, I, I never got the sense from Gary in his conversation with Jesse that he wasn't prepared uh, to go wherever they felt like as a couple in the moment they needed to go uh, or wanted to go or, you know, desired to go. I think for me, it was an interesting conversation to have somebody in their 70s explaining that process of what was on his mind and what was he thinking. You know, I know, you know, from being around so many bachelors and so many leads, sometimes uh, there is this like undertone of like, I just can't wait to get to the fantasy suite to release everything that's been going on for the last three months. Uh, I don't, you know, yes, it's going to be great to be intimate, but like I have a lot on my mind that is just going to be let go. Um, a lot in my body that's going to be let go during yeah. the fantasy suites. I didn't get that sense from Gary. And so, you know, the question that I cannot answer myself uh, that I know you could answer for us is how does intimacy change maybe from your 20s, 30s to then 60s and 70s? I think Gary described it. It's it's softer, gentler, sweeter, more um, really, you just, you, you, you really try to be considerate of your partner. Um, right now, um, I had a little owie, so I've got, you know, I'm wow. temporary, a little temporary, but that's life. So you have to be considerate of your partner, their feelings and, you know, life events. And so, um, but Gary came across that it's, it's let's, let's be together. Let's have pillow talk. Let's take a gentle and slow and let's, let's go where we 
we want to go. And there, he's very considerate, very thoughtful, very kind. And I really like his attitude. And he, he led it, made it very clear, I'm 72, I'm still romantic. I'm looking for a romantic partner. So honestly, he handled it so well, whether or not, whatever they did, they were close and it worked for them because Barry seems to be an emotionally um, caring and considerate partner. So I'm, you know, it worked for them. Leslie asked him, when was the last time you had sex? And he said a very long time. Um, We speculated last week with that assuming that that's what he was going to sort of say that it had been in my opinion i think that it was his wife um after seeing that conversation unfold do you think that she should have asked him on camera or just waited for that question till the fantasy suites well the, the camera theoretically is not supposed to be there i mean it's there so we're watching but they're building a relationship um he asked her to ask him some hard questions that's that's a question that a couple can discuss. So that's just one of the things that if you're on The Bachelor, <laughs> there's a camera over your shoulder. But they were, in theory, they're trying to build a relationship. And that was a valid question. And in new couples coming together, sometimes that needs to be, you need to have that discussions because that way, it gives you enough information so you can be more considerate with your partner. You can be more gentle or take it take it slow, whatever they need. But you have to understand each other that way. And I think it was a very valid question. This is coming from a guy who was asked straight up on The Bachelorette if I was a virgin. And uh, that wasn't a a question I was prepared to answer, but it was also very important to answer, I think, uh, for Caitlin at the time. And would I have preferred her to ask me off camera? I don't know. Because as you said, you kind of at some point have to get over it. You just have to know that, yes, you've signed up to get your life exposed on national television. Um, Earlier on, um, Sheree, we broke down the episode before we brought you on, kind of just giving our overall synopsis of of what we, we experienced watching it. One of the things that I experienced watching it was I felt, and, and my wife felt, uh, she said it actually before I did, that there was, it, it seemed like a, a distance, a more of a distance between Gary and Leslie when they woke up in the morning. Yes, they were smiling, but she felt like, hey, he some, like he's pushed away a little bit more than he was the night before. Would you agree with that sentiment? Did you feel that or did you see something different? Well... It was interesting because um, he he repeatedly told Leslie that he loved her and he was committed. Okay, so that was significant. Um, the next morning, when he went to meet with Teresa, he his mind was still with Leslie, yeah. and he said, "I wonder what Leslie's doing right now." So Teresa really had to come from behind because he. He was still in the fantasy suite with Leslie and he, he couldn't get over it. You know, well, it's time for Leslie to leave. And, you know, here comes Teresa. It was it was too fast to switch for him mentally and emotionally. So Teresa had to pull him in emotionally. She had to she had to get his attention. She's like, hey, big guy, 
let's talk about our future, you know, and, and she told him she loved him. I mean, she, she really had to overcome his break that connection, break, break the trance with Teresa. And that's where I think she did very, very well. So he, I don't know, he had a good time with Teresa. It took him a while to, like I said, break out of that mentally, physically, emotional bubble he was in with, with Teresa. But, but he talked about he would have an exciting life with Leslie, but he and Teresa have that bond and they're connected on a very fundamental basis. And when he spoke up with Teresa, said, this is the first morning of the rest of my life. Wow. I think that meant a lot. Yeah, Ben, I think that's a really good point. I can I can feel that as well. If it weren't for him saying on the date with Teresa that he was in his head about Leslie, then I, I would have probably made a bigger deal out of that. Sure. Because it still it it felt like he was still thinking about her like a lot romantically in like the daydreamy state. See, as I as explaining earlier, the the interesting thing to me would be if he was so sold on Leslie going into this week, and then all of a sudden his some you know maybe their connection wasn't what he expected. Maybe something was said that he wasn't um, ready for. Then I would be in my own head too, because he had just told Leslie the night before, like you're it, which I, know. I think was a, which I was think a big mistake. Her on, I think that he's saying way too much too soon, because he's leading one of these ladies on. But that would also cause you to be in your own head. So yeah. you know, for me, I'm looking at it as he might have been in his own head for two different reasons. One, you're right. Yes, his mind was still with Leslie, but am I had not been necessarily in the. I can't think of spending a day with anybody other than her. It's might be, Hey, I told her she's the one and I'm going to break her heart. Yeah. He's an emotional guy. Um, but he, you know, he says things that are to me, you're telling, he could have an exciting life with Leslie, but he feels safe and bonded to Teresa. So he also said that he, you know, he had his concern about Teresa to begin the date where it was like, oh, we're always bonding over our spouses having passed. I need to find out more about her beyond that because maybe that's just like our only bond. That being said, I do almost feel like it's an important, I feel like it's maybe a very important bond to have because that's just something that they're going to have to, like having that understanding of each other, not abandoning just still having sad days throughout the year, like, oh, that's the day that my wife passed. And having somebody that, like, understands that is going to be so critical, I feel like. And Leslie is very far from understanding that since she never even had, like, what she thinks is, like, a great love. So my concern about Leslie from the beginning is her two failed marriages have hurt her, and she's she's been abused, she's been abandoned, she has her, her walls up. Um, and Teresa has that in common with him. They they had the long-term marriage. They had the love. They lost their spouse. So you're right. There, there's a disconnect there. And in that way, Teresa is a much better mass, match because when Leslie goes into another relationship, she's still going to bring some baggage. She's just, she's got it. She's, she's mentioned it the whole season. So she's going to bring that, that baggage in. And she has to learn to trust and and Teresa's light years beyond that. Yeah. The show's always really good. 
uh, Sharia, giving us little foreshadowing <laughs> of what is to come. And uh, they sneak it in in weird places. Um, but as a fan like you, you usually can pick up on it. And there's a, a, a phrase that Leslie says. She goes, I always sabotage it. I always sabotage good things. And it felt like to me that was a, a weird moment to throw that in uh, mm. unless something is to come. And I am expecting something to come when it comes to the relationship between Gary and Leslie as the season progresses. Uh, Sheree, as we say goodbye, goodbye to you now, is there anything that we didn't ask you about? Any thoughts on the Golden Bachelor you'd like to share with everybody listening? I think the Golden Bachelor is a wonderful idea. They picked the right guy. America, women of all ages have fallen in love with Gary. And so I hope it continues. It's just been great fun. And it's been great fun talking with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Man, you are pro at interviews. Yeah. Thanks, Sherry. Thank Sherry, thank you. All right, Ben. Final wager before we sign off. We have two weeks until we find out who Gary picks. Who do you think it's going to be? I, I've, I've ridden the Teresa train for a long time, and it's too late in the season to get off of it. Okay. Well, I was shocked that she got by last week, and now I'm starting to feel more 50-50 hilariously on her versus Leslie. It's ridiculous, Ashley. Cannot believe that you're not sold out yet. I I am I am so convinced with the the way the story's being un, being unfolded in front of our eyes that Teresa and Gary will be there in the end. Uh, I will say this as a thought Somebody's been there. Somebody's walked through it with real life. Uh, he has a lot of explaining to do. And uh, he has a lot of uh, probably, after watching this episode specifically, uh, he's going to have a lot of things that need to be undone that you cannot undo uh, necessarily without a lot of work, a lot of communication, a lot of validation. Um, I think Gary's, I think it's going to be a really hard episode for really whoever wa uh, is with him at the end to watch. Ben, we love Gary, right? America loves Gary. If this was a 30-year-old guy saying all this stuff, would he be able to get away with this? Mm -mm -mm. No, no shot. No, no. shot. It, well, I mean, maybe. I kind of did the similar a similar thing, right? You um, didn't milk it. So, you didn't say it so, so much, so many times. Yeah, and I don't know if I got away with it. I don't think I did. <laughs> and I, you didn't. You said it yeah. so much more simply and you didn't get away with it. I'm worried about Gary, but here's the thing. I've been there and I can't, I'm not mad at him for this. I know his emotions are all over the place and I know he's saying what he's feeling. And I know he's going to be being as honest and as authentic as he can with who he's with. I'm not mad at him for it. I'm yeah. not angry at Gary. Yeah. I don't have any uh, ill will towards Gary. I don't think... He means to be doing what he's doing. I will yeah. just say Gary's in trouble. Um, <laughs> he's in big trouble and it can't be easy in whatever household he's now spending his time in. But well, I will say, I do feel like both these ladies will be far more forgiving than yeah. maybe a lady of her 20s or 30s. I so. think that's a part that is worth, yeah, definitely considering is the partner in this is probably saying, I get it. I <laughs> I get it. You're doing your best. Um, hey, it's going to be an incredible, incredible couple. Um, well, really, last one week, more episode. Yeah, one more episode. We we got next week off. It's obviously the holidays. We're going to be celebrating the holidays, uh, and then the next week, I am going to be on the edge of my seat, 
to see how this plays out. Uh, neither of us know, but we have our intuitions. I'm going to be sad to see it go, Ash. It's fired me up in a way I haven't been fired up before. <laughs> I'm going to be sad to see this version of you gone too. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get it again. Yeah, anyways. Well, hopefully we will. As we discussed in the past couple of weeks, we have no idea if it'll be renewed again. Ratings-wise, it certainly should be, but it'll be up to the creators. So maybe we'll get more word in two weeks. Until then, love you guys. Thank you so much. I've been Ashley. And I've been Ben. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.